like a lion looks at a lamb. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Guys, before we jump into our adventure with these amazing heroes, I'd like you to direct yourselves to our Discord page. If you want to chat with us outside of the hours of this podcast or you want some more D&D action between the weeks when episodes are released, come and talk with us there. We're a friendly crew. We'd love to hear from you. So if you think that's a place where you might like to hang out, guys, just go and check our show notes because the link is right there for you. Okay, it's time to jump into the episode where everybody's favorite cats, Zendardus Demerol and Halrod the Haunted, got themselves into the fighting pit of Freighter. Can I attempt to move around stealthily to get behind him? You're actually in his attack range at the moment because he's got a glaive. Yeah. So he knows where you are. Yeah, so he's not distracted by anyone else. He pretty much knows exactly where I am. Yeah. Okay. I am going to jump over and move to be about 20 feet away from him. Yep. So, so he's still in range. He'll get an attack of opportunity as you leave. Uh, that is a natural one. So how do you dodge the glaive as it horizontally strikes or goes to strike across you? I, I sort of contort my body to a point where I'm just sort of like going in in about three different sort of directions, like Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1, when Goblin's throwing those little like yeah, shurikens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I basically just perfectly spin right past that glaive. Yep. And as you go over his head, you land back behind him and you begin running 20 feet away from him where you turn around and your tail and feet flick in the sand like you've done a U-turn. Like, and you watch as sand flicks the edge of the crowd and everybody gets sand in their mouth and face. Yeah. As I, as I spin, I also whip my, my whip across the sand and it just puts sand everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm ready to strike, so I'll attack with my whip from behind him. Go for it. Natural 20. Beautiful. Oh, nice. You watch as you take this stance after doing an epic dodge and spraying the entire crowd with sand, you sort of flick your wrist a little bit, getting the hang of the weight and the maneuverability of this weapon, and it just flicks like a perfect card throw, and it sears through the air, and as it does, it almost whistles, just hits the target directly in the small of the back, roll your damage. So as you hit him for 11 damage down the small of his back, you watch as he visibly takes a hit, Halrod, like you see it in the back as the arrow hits him, the, the glaive hits him from, be- sorry, the knife hits him from behind, and he looks towards you, and as he spits onto the ground, you can see it's full of blood, but he smiles all the same. Uh, that brings us to his turn. Uh, he's going to look at you, Halrod, and you watch as his weapon, as he moves it upwards, shines with searing light. Ew. His first attack on you, which is going to be a 23. You take 29 points of damage. Hey, nope. As this glaive becomes shiny and hot and brings itself back down upon you, uh, if you're still alive, you need to make a constitution saving throw. A con saving throw. Yep. Okay, so as this light glaive hits you, your vision sears with light and it turns white hot for but a second. You're hit and struck with this pain wave, but you shake it off and everything becomes fuzzy and blurry. And as you sort of look up, you shake your head, focusing in. You hear the voice of Elmra in your head saying, focus, stay on your feet. And that's just sort of shakes you back into composure. You hear the crowd just sort of echoing through and this glaive just sort of hits the floor uh, you were hit with a blinding smite but you resisted the effect he will then run away from you and turn towards key oh do I get in that attack of opportunity yes you will so as he turns away from you he just slowly walks towards key dragging this glaive in the sand as he goes 20 yeah that'll hit 10 points of damage nice so as you what are you hitting with your axe all right, so as you spin around with your axe, you take it out and slash him across the, the midsection as he turns. Mm. He sort of flinches a little bit as his blood speckles across the sand, but he continues his gait towards Key. Like a proper badass. Uh, Zen, you're up. You got it, Mr. Ghostman. You can do it. Uh, you get 2d6 of uh, health back from my healing light. You got 4 HP back. And uh, another mind sliver. Gets a 19 that time. Yes, so that meets. So he watches that light flares again, and as he does, he almost swats it away with his hand as he's walking towards Key. And that then brings us to Halrod's turn. I might try and use a healing potion. Nine. Okay, so that's my bonus. So I'm just going to level the bow at all my eggs. 
That's uh, 11. Uh, 11 will miss. So this mm. time as he's walking towards Key, you loose the bow. He catches the arrow. Oh, but I had advantage. I forgot With about that. With your sworn enemy, yeah. yeah. And that will make it uh, 22. So that will hit. Yes. He does not catch the arrow. <laughs> he catches it. Just eats that. That's 17 damage. Very nice. 17 points of damage as the arrow hits him. It grazes across his neck and he puts up a hand as he um, is basically closing a vein uh, as he fights now. Then brings us to old Orn's turn. He's going to look at Felix, who's now got a straightened nose, but blood pouring down. He's got like a blood goatee uh, happening at the moment. And you watch as he just begins to enrage himself. Uh, so much so that you're sort of feeling a force coming from the rage, as if it's not just him being angry. He's used rage. And at that, he will attack you twice. Uh, the first one will be a six, and one will be a natural 20. So the six will miss you. So as he's raging, he just loses his temper and upwardly strikes at you. You just dodge out of the way by leaning backwards. 12 points of damage with the crit. So as it lands on your foot, you feel this searing pain go through you. And you watch as he just sort of bangs his chest to the crowd, moves around you within his five feet square still. And he just holds his mace up and he says, revenge is sweet and revenge is mine. And he points it back towards you, uh, the mace. And he says, come and get it, kitty. Uh, at that, it brings us to your turn. Felix. I'm barely hanging on. I'm going to try again, just hit him with my quarter stuff. Okay. 20, unnatural 20 to hit. That will hit. Uh, so that's 12 points of damage. Yep. I'll then use another key point to go flurry blows again. Yep, he is looking rough. So as you come towards him and he's pointing his glaive towards you, you just sort of duck under it, coming in within his range, and you just pop him with the base of your glaive, and then you, you sorry, not your glaive, your pole arm, you drop it, and as you drop it, you go in for the punches. So as you drop that pole arm, you watch as your fists just begin to glow with this orange-white light. This this hot uh, energy begins to permeate around your fist wraps. So yeah, this would be radiant damage instead of 15 to hit. 15 will hit. And 15, uh, 16, sorry, to hit. 16 will also hit. Eight points of radiant damage for the first one and five for the second. How do you want to end him? You should have stayed up on the ledge. And I'm just going to, uh, I want to sort of do like IP man and sort of just like and punch him a million times, <laughs> punch him a million yeah. times just into the ground mm -hmm. and then um, sort of wipe my face of where he spat my face. And then I want to sort of move over towards Halrod. So you run and move just behind Halrod after pounding this guy into the ground. And as he goes to get up for a final time, as you sort of step up, crouching over him, you just punch him in the top of the head and his nose goes completely crooked again. <laughs> As it goes completely crooked, his head falls back and he's unconscious or, or dead. You're not too sure. But lying on the floor, nonetheless. Uh, at that, you sort of back up Halrod and you just sort of stand there with your hand outstretched, uh, ready for, for whatever comes. I'm very hurt. <laughs> uh, at that, it gets to Key's turn. Okay, so I'm within 10 feet of him, aren't I? Yep. Is he facing me? He, he is facing you because that's where his last attack went. Okay. We need to pour some serious damage on him. Okay. So I will move to be in range so I can attack with my quarterstaff. So I'm right in his face and I'll attack him with my quarterstaff. 13 plus 7, 20. That'll hit. So nine damage. Nine damage. Very good. So you smack him across the neck. He's still holding that wound from Halrod. Can I use Flurry of Blows as a boat? Yes, I can. Yes, you can. I'll use one key point. Mm -hmm. To use Flurry of Blows. Okay. 13. That is 23. One of those hits. So okay. the first one goes towards him and he just dodges out of the way. And as you sort of fainted him into dodging that way, your elbow comes up and cracks him across the, the bridge of the nose. Roll your damage for it. Bludgeoning damage. Okay. So as you hit him across the nose, you can see he gets like dazed a little bit, looks up towards you, and the angry look on his face sort of softens and he gets into a smile as he looks towards all of you, all three of you. Uh, at that, it comes to his turn. He'll use his bonus action to sheath his glaive. I'll swap weapons and take out his bow. So he sort of spins away from you and ducks out of the way. And as he takes his bow, he gets three arrows and he lines them up with each of you. So when he strikes at you, Key, you will get an attack of opportunity or he'll actually strike with you at disadvantage because you're within five feet. So I'll do that one first. 16. And this is my armor class. Okay. So as he looks towards you, Key, with the bow, 
he's like squatted down and one of the arrows that he's loaded up, he looks towards you and fires it. And as he fires it, you watch as it sails past your shoulder. He looks towards Halrod and also Felix and he'll release two arrows towards Halrod. Uh, cool. So your tail whips the arrow away as it does. And then the last one, that will be a 22. So as he looks towards all three of you, you watch as he shoots at Key, the arrow sails past. He shoots at Halrod and the arrow just gets whipped around by this astral beastly tail that seems to form from this dwarf as he spins around and just knocks it, snaps it in half. And both pieces go to the left and the right of Halrod as he stands there. As he goes to aim towards you, he can see you beaten and bloodied. He looks over towards the individual that you'd beaten to a pulp and you visibly watch his bow drop about a foot and instead of it going for your head and your chest, you feel this arrow sink directly into your thigh. I'm going to try and catch it. Okay. That's 14 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, sorry, piercing damage. Only 11, so... So reduced to three points of blood uh, piercing damage. Still unconscious. And as you sort of catch it, you realise that it's just hits you directly into the thigh, into the meaty part of your thigh. And you've watched this guy slay people all night. You've watched him just murder them viciously. And the two of you have as well, Halrod and Key. So to take a non-lethal blow, knowing that he would down Felix, it piques your curiosity. But you're down nonetheless. At that, for the rest of his turn, he will stay engaged. He won't move. Zendardus, you're up. You got a kitty cat, man, not the mohawk one, the other one. And you get five, six, seven, eight HP back. You become unconscious for a moment and the world's spinning in black and white. You almost get that that swirling like when you're really drunk and you're looking at the ceiling fan. And then you just hear the greatest chant in the world. You feel it envelop your body, pierce your heart and soul. You hear, you can do it, kitty cat man. Not the one with the mohawk, but with the other one. I plant my fist into the ground and look back up at the hunter guy. And I do just give him a nod of like recognition, the fact that he didn't just... He nods at you back as well. And at that, Zendardus, does that end your turn? Uh, no, uh, another... Get you to make another okay. saving throw, please, with... Uh, natural 20. Uh, yep, then, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. You watch as he looks towards this buzzing around his head. And as he closes his eyes, he looks directly up towards you, Zendardus. I, I'm just like... Eh. Uh, that then brings us to Halrod's turn. I'm going to use the... Uh, Oath bow again. Mm-hmm. Let's stick with what's working, shall we? 18. 18 will hit. 23. 23, nice. He's looking very rough. Very, very rough. Where does the arrow hit him and how do you strike? Uh, so he's facing me now, isn't he? Yes. Mm. In the chest. Yep. Boom, straight in the chest. Because he's, style. Cr- yeah, because he's crouched down to mm-hmm. find the arrows. Yep. Boromir style, you get him directly into the chest. That then brings us to... You watch as the two individuals that were standing on the side that came out with uh, Orn Stone look down into the pit and you hear one of them yell, They're cheating! They're cheating! And you watch as one of them jumps down into the pit uh, and he'll roll an acrobatics check. Please fall flat on his face. No, he's fine. Fuck. Goddamn. It runs to Orn and the other one will get their bow out and fire directly across to you, Zendardus. So they're going to fire at you with a bow. God, I hope you're, I hope you're good at ducking. Oh, currently I'm being held, so... Grappling you in any way. Oh, okay. He's just lovingly hugging you. Okay, so the first one fires two arrows towards you. You take six points of piercing damage as the arrow hits you directly into the shoulder in the middle of you casting a spell. You watch as the orc individual looks towards you and goes, Well, that's not very nice. Boys, and you watch as the orcs that you guys had previously been having a table with stand up and begin making their way around the pit to try and swamp this dude. You watch as both of them begin, or all five of them begin making their way up. Three go one way, two goes the other way, and they're just pushing people around. You watch as one individual, an innocent bystander, just gets pushed into the pit and they just fall down and this beggar just sort of looks around and just sort of backs himself up into the corner and goes, nothing to see here, just a, just a patron, not, not, into, not volunteering into the fight, just... Front row seats. Woo-hoo. <laughs> you watch as the second arrow that comes through, your orcish companion actually like moves himself in front of you and just takes the arrow in the shoulder and he smiles at you and says, don't worry, little fella, I got you. Thank you. At that, he begins to turn around. He says, get him, boys. <laughs> uh, but the other one, he's going to use his bonus action to give a potion to Orn. 
So he gets a certain amount of hit points back and you watch as he sort of gets up, feels his nose and he's just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and as he gets up, he's just like searching for his, his mace and he picks it up and looks towards you guys. So that will bring us to Key's turn. I'll attack the hunter with my quarterstaff. Ten. Ten's a miss. I'll use Flurry of Blows. Yep. As so as bonus. you go to hit him with your quarterstaff, he just holds up a forearm and it hits him in the forearm and he looks towards you and gives you a nod. There's a worthy blow. Go for your two, two next attacks. So one was a 20 and the other one is a 14. One hits. So the first attack, you go to punch him into the gut and you do, but you hit his armor and it doesn't seem to affect him much. Like he flinches, but doesn't seem to penetrate the armor. That's uh, seven bludgeoning damage. Very nice. And then the second attack just strikes him straight across the face. Uh, that brings us to his turn. He'll look at you. He'll drop his bow. He'll take out his glaive again. And you watch as he charges it with electrical energy. As it begins moving from his feet all the way up into his arms and over into the glaive, he watches it spiraling with electrical energy. And he goes to strike it down onto the floor. And he'll go for his first attack with the glaive on you, Key. Uh, that will be a 25. Ouch. Uh, that's a hit. Can you please make a strength saving throw? 17. 17. You are successful. So you don't get pushed back, but you do take 14 points of electrical and also thunder damage. And you feel like this thunderous smiting attack just moves straight through you. You feel your hair begin to stand on end, but then flatten. You watch this blue arc of energy just move through your mohawk as you attempt to get pushed back, but you dig your claws into the sand just as hard and you grip and uh, grasp. As you feel this energy attack you, he seems to be going for thighs and the shoulders of you. Seemingly non-lethal blows. As he does that for his first attack, he will then whip it back around and try to strike Halrod. So that's a 11 and his second attack will go for you as well. That will actually be a 17. Still doesn't hit. So he goes to strike you and he just hits you on the armor basically. It will bring us to Zen's turn. You've currently got an arrow in your shoulder and an orcish body protecting you. Yeah, is there like any kind of area I can kind of just get like half cover, like duck down behind of keeping Yeah, you can look underneath his arm. Mm. Yep. Cool. Is yeah, that tall? I'm going with that then. Mm -hmm. How's everyone looking? Like uh, I know you're 8, you're 14 and you're... Nine. Nine. I'm going to go with you then. This time, kitty cat mohawk, yeah! Everybody say yeah! No one said yeah. Nobody says yeah. They, <laughs> they all look in your direction and shake their head. Uh, that is seven HP back. Begin moving around you and then make your body glow and all your wounds get closed, dissipating the electricity. Uh, and then another mind sliver on mm -hmm. old mate. Oh, yep. Yeah. Uh, did you make a concentration save when you got hit? I did not know. Roll I got a 12. Okay, so you're good. He got a 18 for intelligence. Then he's fine. How rod you're up. I've uh, noticed at this point he's not going for kill shots on us, so I'm going to return serve and try not to kill him when I attack. Okay. Are you shooting with the bow? I'm still shooting with the bow. Go for it. Roll with advantage. Yes, not 20, baby. Yeehaw. Nice. Okay, so now we roll the damage. But I'm not trying to kill him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Four plus six, 30. So as you hit him, you hit him directly into the shoulder. And as you do, he goes to take a step towards you and takes a knee and sways a little bit. And you watch as he plants a fist in the ground and slowly stands back up. You watch as the shoulder hit had rocked him. And as you shot it, you can see that the arrow actually went all the way through, leaving a, a hole in his body. Is that your turn? Mm. As the level of respect I have, Hunter, live to fight another day. He gives a nod to you and he says... I've noticed that you will the Huntress's bow. That's correct. You are a chosen champion of Kusona. It is a great deal of honor for myself to battle one chosen by her. And you watch as he stands to his feet. He says, now let's finish this. Oh, shit. That then brings us to... Old mate Orn's turn. You watch as he makes his way to the edge and will attempt to climb out. <laughs> <laughs> he makes an athletics check. As he begins climbing up, you see that his lackey that's standing along the side, you can see that he has this almost like a mullet, but he's bald on the top. So it's like a really long sort of horseshoe cut. 
and he's got this scar down one eye. He sort of gives him a boost, and as he gives him a boost, he stands up on top of him, uh, and Orn Stone just stands on top of his head and begins climbing back out of the pit, and he's just sort of on the edge of the pit there, begins trying to push his way through the crowd. At that, this other guy is going to attempt to get out as well. Uh, and he's not going to be as successful. So he begins to climb up and you watch as he holds up a hand and says, Orn, help me. And you watch as he just kicks him back down. Oh. As he kicks him back down, he lands onto the dirt on his back and he goes, Boss, where are you going? And the other guy that's holding the bow over here is going to attempt to move through the crowd at half speed because of the crowd. And as he gets around the edge of it, you watch as he loads up two more arrows and he'll attempt to shoot uh, Zendardus, but you will have a plus two to AC for soft cover. Yep. 13 and less than that. Negative on both. Yeah. So two more arrows just thunk, thunk, hit this orc in the back. And he's just like, <coughs> this is <coughs> this is getting a little uncomfortable. Uh, but then that brings us to Felix's turn. As I haven't really been fighting the hunter this whole time match and the fact that he did not, like, basically, he did get me out. I'm just going to nod to him and then I'm going to use my feline agility to run to the other side, leap up onto the wall get in front of Orn mm-hmm. and with my quarter staff attempt to try and just, yeah, I'm, I'm going to. Yep, go for it. Mince him. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. So you just run, you dig your claws into the ground as you'd seen before and you just sort of manoeuvre yourself, this flash of smoke and also uh, sand begin billowing across the crowd. You watch as Wachtra stands up and says, oh, do we have a match on our hands here? <laughs> uh, and as you begin running, you watch as Key, uh, not Key, sorry, Felix, you jump up one of the spikes grab onto another, swing your way around it. And as you do, you jump into the air. You begin to vanish for a moment in the shadow. And as you do, you land directly in front of him, stand up Obi-Wan Kenobi style. Hello there. (laughs) Right in front of him. And as you stand in front of him, you look to him and he's looking back behind him. And as he turns to you and he says, Ah, Kitty, I didn't didn't mean anything like I said before. Let's call it square. You broke my nose. What do you say? I'll call it square. Square into your nose and I'm going to smack him in the nose just okay. arm, arm, just arm fighting yep that's going to be a miss for the first one so I'll use my last key point mm-hmm. to use flurry blows go for it um, all, all this is radiant damage yep so it's not flurry blows it's just my mm-hmm. two radiant damages uh, 10 to hit 10 just misses <laughs> 11 <laughs> so you do punch him and as you punch him it doesn't seem to be doing as much damage as you'd hoped and as he sort of stands up, he's sort of exhausted, just sort of swaying. He says, come on, cat. You ever made a mistake before? And he watches he sways a little bit more. Uh, 11 didn't hit. 11 did hit. Did you get an 11? Yeah, that was my That was hit then, yeah, yeah. Uh, eight points of damage. Okay, so as he says that, you will hit and that will kill him if you want or not. It's up to you. How do you want to end it? I'll just knock him out. As you knock him out, you smash him across the bridge of the nose again. His nose now doing a complete 180 around his face. <laughs> no, it's definitely broken. It's busted up completely. He's got these two black eyes that are beginning to swell. And you watch as he holds out a hand and he says, Stupid cat. And falls You Since I doubled my movement, mm-hmm. I believe I still have a bit of movement. I'm going to... You will have, yeah. Swing, try and swing back around. You have used 55 feet of your movement. So out of 80, so I've got another 35. 35. So I'm going to try and just Head back. So at half speed because of the crowd. So you make your way up and past the bookie that had taken your bets and you see Zendardus being cradled by this orc individual and you also see his hands just manoeuvring around, casting these spells and the signal of light that seems to be permeating around his hands you saw on the hunter. And he seems to be laser focused, like like there's more so than what you've seen him before. But he seems to be fading it like a, like a cheer as well. That then brings us to Key's turn. You're up. The key is um, just reeling from that hit, but then also feeling really rejuvenated. He, uh, he wipes his mouth, blood off it. Um, he's oblivious to the fact that um, the hunter has been sort of not putting on fatality hits. So he's still trying to kill the hunter. So straight up attacks him with the quarter staff. 17. Uh, that's what you need to hit him. 10. Uh, 10 points will do it. So how do you want to kill the hunter? Still reeling from that sort of electricity that's sort of searing through Key's body. Key goes through into an in completely involuntary state, something similar to what he's had before in a black, a black circle sort of momentarily comes around Key vertically. Then all of a sudden, 
he disappears, but then reappears right behind the hunter with his whip and then attacks with his whip crack instantly blinks out and appears another, another space in another angle of him crack, then blink, crack, and then blink and crack and then blink, crack, blink, crack, blink, crack, blink, crack. It goes so quick that it's just, this becomes a series of cracks, 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 cracks. And then within about eight seconds, the hunter is just twirling around and he's covered in all kinds of uh, serrated bits of flesh, lacerations, and he just falls down in a heap and Key just sort of falls down on his knees, exhausted. He's kind of like, what the hell just happened? As you look around, you watch as the hunter on his knees looks towards you guys and says uh, towards Halrod, especially because you're the closest, and he says, a worthy death. And you watch as he just falls straight forward onto the sand. There's silence amongst the crowd. Key takes his moment, gets up, puts his hands up like this and says, are you not entertained? <laughs> As you say that and you stand and you take the crowd in, there's a circular shot of you in this area from above and as it circles above, you can see the crowd beginning to cheer, paupers, peasants, bandits, vagabonds, as well as the nobility. You see City Guard, you see City Watch. You see the nobles of Cadmia. You look up and you can see Wokra standing there, his one eye looking towards you, giving you a delicate clap. And next to him you see standing in a very flamboyant looking hat and a purple coat that billows down into the ground. The face of Tezanless. He raises an eyebrow to you. In your head you hear a voice that says, Good show, boy. Good show. And you watch as he smiles at you. As you take this moment in, Crowd roaring. Alrod, you get yourself up. I sidle over to Key and I'm like, this isn't going to make us very popular with the bookies. What do you, what do you mean? Uh, well, Zendartus and I, well, I gave Zendartus money to put down on our victory. That's all right. It's the least of our concerns. Now let's get our prize. You watch as the two individuals that were with Orn scramble to his side pick him up and they begin making their way out towards one of the exits that take him to an additional elevator. You watch as they take his limp body out, one of them having this ring of hair, this mullet-like hairdo and a scar. The other one it seems to have, uh, he has like a burn mark on his hand that you notice. Halrod and Key, you take a moment in this arena. Is there anything that you would like to do? I assume you're going to loot the hunter. Yes. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> you make your way over to him, kick his body over so it's facing like his chest is now up and as you roll his body over with your foot, you can see the wounds surrounding his body are immense. And as you get closer to him, you can see that the scars on his body are also very, very uh, deep but well healed. You look and see the sand that's um, now filtered through his dreadlocks and stained on his face and stuck to him with the the bloodstain, and you look to him and you definitely see a warrior. You can see one tooth completely broken, the other insanely long. You look up into the crowd and you can see the orcs that seem to be standing there that you had previously been drinking with looking down upon his body too. And you watch as they stand and they put a a fist to their chest. And you watch as they all just, and they just begin doing this war cry. You guys can do a religion check. Halrod... You know that they are—they are advocating for his acceptance into the Forever Battlefield, and you know a warrior's salute when you see one. Key. So as you bend down, you can see on his person. You can see what looks like a tusk that seems to be attached to a necklace, half a tusk that seems to be probably the other half of his own. You can see a very large oversized bow and you can also see a pretty nice looking glaive. He doesn't seem to have any gold on his person. About it. Seems to be a very simple fighter. No worldly possessions to speak of. Can I take all of these items? If you want to. I yeah. will interject and yell out to key. You'll, oh, yell out? Yeah, okay. 
I was going to say you were too far away, but yeah. And I'll just yell to him, try and get his attention, and I'll just shake my head. Well, I stop to take the weapons, but I take the, um, I'll take the tusk. Yeah, you bend down and just snap the leather cord. Hold it. The orcs just appear unmoving, continuing their war cry, raising one fist in the air, the other one attached to their chest. And at that, you begin making your way to the side of the pit where a rope is being lowered. As you raise upon the rope, you watch as the bookie returns to you, Zendardus, this fellow with glasses on his face, and this neckerchief attached to his neck. He hands you over a hefty bag of gold, 660 gold. So as he dishes it towards you, he says, you must have known something that none of us else did. If you ever want a, a job as a bookie, you come and look me up. A lot of maths. You look like you love maths. I never want to set foot in here again. Red bottom lip like quivers <laughs> slightly. He walks away from you and you watch as the orc next to you says, oh, I don't know about that. You did pretty well for yourself, little fella. Um, I'll separate the coins into three bags, um, one full of 160, one full of 100, and um, the other 300 I'll put away, and 400 I put away, and I uh, give 100 gold to the orc who protected me. He holds it out in his hand. He says, this has to be the largest tip I've ever had. You, you, uh, you, you helped. You, you took like three hours for me. You know, my father said I'd never amount to anything being an elevator attendant. <laughs> I'm gonna wave this gold in his face. Uh, I'm happy for you. I'm he proud gives you of a you. big hug. He picks you up. You hear throughout the crowd as his back just like. <laughs> he puts you back down, and you guys eventually meet up all together. All right, Zendaya, so just hand it over. I give him the 160. Yeah, lads. I split. I give them each of them 53 pieces. Gold pieces. You get your prize. And you're getting congratulatory pats on your back uh, the more you move around. But you can see that people are starting to leave. Roll perception checks. Okay. Key, you're looking straight up at Tezenless and Wokcha. You want that page back. Felix and also Halrod, you're scanning the room. And as various nobility leave, they are looking at Key like a lion looks at a lamb. You are seeing various bandits looking at him the same way. He has painted a target on him now. Most of the underbelly know he now holds at least one page as the winner of this prize. You just see the member of the Corellian house just look over the shoulder at him, they ascend into their own elevator. Not saying a word, but you know that things are going to change. You hear a voice in your head key. A voice that says, well, come and get it. It's yours, rightfully. And you look up and you can see Tezenless staring at you. And you look that way too, towards the platform. Felix, you notice that he's looking this way. And you also see Tezenless there. What would you like to do? I start moving towards towards them. So it's up a flight of stairs, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll start walking up the stairs. Yep. So you begin making your way around the pit, moving your way through the crowd as you do. As you get to the base of the stairs, you watch as the two guards that were there clear the way for you immediately. They make their way to the sides. You make your way to the platform and Wachter stands. He blinks his one eye. Tezenless stands as well. He has a hand on Wachter's back and he gestures towards you and he says, see, I told you he was a nice kitty. And you watch as Tezenless sort of conjures up a seat and says, take a seat. Rest those uh, tiny boots of yours. You watch as Wachter sits down as well and says, yes, well, it was very nice to... um." to be a part of this. Now you haven't been, you haven't cooked this up between you two, have you? You didn't give us the prize and then have your man win it back. I don't like to be played like a fool. You know what I'm saying. And you watch then as Hesenless sits down and says, you know me better than that. You know me better than that. Besides, 
If you wanted the page, you could have run off with it. I wouldn't have agreed to it. Please, we're speaking. And you watch as Wachter just sort of sits down. Do you sit down as well? Yeah, take a seat. All right. He looks to you. Tezanlis says, Seems our lessons have progressed. Yes, indeed. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that again. Not without your help. Well, you'll have it. You've definitely proven yourself today. Seems that there are honor amongst thieves as it stands. Walker, he clicks and you watch as the page floats over towards you. Back into the rightful hands, or pause, shall I say, and you watch as he sort of straightens his hat up a little bit. He says, what are you going to do with such a thing, Master Key? You don't look like the well-versed in, um, celestial. This is a celestial page. Well, yes, it's the language. That's why I needed a priestess to read it. Well, I have noticed that uh, um, I look like a tasty meal to some people in this room. Well, yes, that, that comes with uh, power. When you have power, you have a target on your back, always. But when you have that power, you can kill the people that are looking at you that way. You have a choice to make, Key. You either need to surround yourself with some very powerful allies or get yourself some information that makes you invaluable to a lot of different people. I have half a mind, and tell me if I'm thinking incorrectly here, but I'm thinking the safest thing for me right now is to give this specific page, and this is just theoretical, to give this specific page back to Arden. What are your thoughts on that? He looks at you and he says, You are a very sneaky man. I think that giving this page to one such as Arden Cassian would be quite a good move because on the one hand it would garner a lot of trust and respect. Arden is a man who loves trust and respect. Trust me, I know. And on the second hand, he has a lot of powerful allies at his disposal within this city who are well revered. Seem to be in a niche position here, Key have a lot of allies without having to work for them very hard. Mm, I agree, including a happy demon. Yes, well, he is one of a kind. I think I'll be speaking to him and his kind a little bit later. He's tickled my curiosity. You know how much I like information. That being said, if you were to give this page to Arden, you would probably be given a very handsome position within the guild. word has reached my ear that you have done so already. Trust will be invaluable, and as a result, you'll be privy to all kinds of valuable secrets. Secrets that I'm happy to trade with you of the inner workings of the guild in return for more lessons. If that is what you'd like. It is what I would like. This friendship is blooming nicely. The eyecatcher awaits you, Key. You're always welcome aboard my vessel. He gives you a deep bow. He stands and he looks towards Wachter and he says, Always a pleasure. And um, he watches, there is like an arcane light that surrounds Wachter for a moment and he looks like visibly in pain, like all of his muscles are beginning to contract at once. And Tezanless's voice changes as he talks to him out loud. It's almost like it's echoing in this cacophony throughout, but it's only seems to be audible between you and Tezanless. And he says, Don't ever accuse me of being disloyal again. And you watch as that fades away, he looks towards you and he says, Ta-ta! And he moves out of the area. You watch his walk is just like, <sighs> Get out of here! I never want to see your face again. What is your relationship with him? It's none of your business. Fine. Keep an eye out. See you later. Just be careful of how much you owe that man. I owe him nothing. That's what you think. That's what you think. Watch as he just sort of looks away. As you begin moving down the stairs, you watch as five orcs stop at your path and they seem to cut in front of Alrod, Zendardus, and also Felix, who are beginning to make their way towards you as well. This place being completely emptied by now. You watch as the orcs make their way over to you, and the one known as Fred looks at you and says, That was an honourable battle, Key, Shadow Master. 
And to your allies, I salute you also. My brother, he fought for many years. And it is a grand gesture to see him dying the way he would want. In battle against worthy foes. We have advocated for his inclusion in the forever battlefield and I know I will see him again. So thank you all. I hope that he makes it to the forever battle. Oh, he will. There's no doubt in my mind there was none that could best the hunter until today. We will spread the word to our clan. As long as his deeds go on forever, he'll never truly be dead. He gives a nod. And he says, as he points to you and the tusk that you're still holding in your hand, he says, That means a lot to my clan. So if you're ever in need of anything, any of you, whilst you hold that, you will have our loyalty. You have the hunters and our respect. All five of them file out. Can we go home now? Zane, I forgot you were here. <laughs> you did you did us well proud. I knew you were the man we needed for the job. Yes, thank you for the backup. That was pretty good. Okay. See? I love it when a plan comes together. There was a plan? I, I'm pretty sure only one of you was supposed to jump down there and then there were three. And then I got shot at, which wasn't very nice. You're alive, aren't you? And, and what a tale to tell people back home. Oh, I'm not going to tell anyone about this. I feel like if I tell someone about this place, I'm going to get stabbed. And I've already been stabbed, and that sucks. As you say this, you begin making your way to the elevator. The elevator housed by an orcish individual that seems to be counting his money. And he says to you, You know, I've never had this amount of money before. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. Perhaps I'll buy the most expensive meat known to Cadmia. And then I'll invite all my friends around so they can watch me eat it all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> or you can invest it wisely. <laughs> is, is that a dwarvish term? Just put it towards things that will make your life better. Maybe a paper company. Business, you know? Set yourself up in business. Business? Mm. Who will run the elevator? One elevator today, many in the future. Elevators need to go somewhere. Why don't you run a business that has people operate elevators? I don't think about it. This seems like a lot of responsibility. I like my idea about the meat the best. <laughs> he watches, he takes you up on the elevator as this is happening. He says, you know what else I like? A good sturdy lock. <laughs> you know, no other door that leads to uh, Brady's Pit has as many locks on it as mine. Nine and counting. Do you know the kind of lock I could get with this gold? A good one? A big one. A big one. I could go to the Temple of Nekestis and get them to forge me one straight away. The dwarves there are nice. You should see your way there one day, Master. I'll definitely think about it. <laughs> he gives a nod and he says, Farewell, champion of the pit. Will you be returning to defend your honor? <laughs> one day. One day. Mysterious. One day. You might be able to get yourself another pair of Fauci's there, Key. Fauci's are one of a kind. Gregorio only makes one of a kind. There's no other pair like that in the world. But he can make a different pair. Special pair. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Maybe I can buy some. <laughs> he gets audibly excited. He looks through his shoes and he goes, these hide sacks of meat are going to go off my feet. And he says that as he closes the door and you guys eventually leave. You make your way back to the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild. Well into the night now. Probably around midnight. Key, as you look around... You also see people moving back and forth through the streets. Seem to be minding their own business, but Felix, you see some of them look in Key's direction. Now you are seemingly paranoid as well. 
you eventually make your way to your respective rooms. Zendardas, you to your large telescope where your father continues to work through the night on the magnetometer. Yeah, how is the Magna Google going? Is it going okay now? Your father seems to be very weary as he's working over it and he looks towards you as you enter and he says, ah, you're back. Only a few more adjustments. It should be ready by morning. I've still got like a hole from where I've been shot. He looks towards you and as he points toward it, he says, you've seen some battle, son. You're the first Demerol to see battle like this. I'm so proud. You've got oh, a wound, son, a wound. The ladies will swoon for you in the tavern below. Why didn't you act like this when I had a crocodile on my arm? Well, you never told me about that. I, I had holes all over my arm. I was busy. He looks towards you and he says, but nevertheless, look, I have a serious discussion to have with you. Okay. Tomorrow, Arden is going to ask the dwarf and his two feline companions to travel to Undercliff. He wants them to go there to meet someone very special to him. His son. His son Braxton. Because he only trusts Braxton to deliver this map, the octant used to read the map, and this magnetometer to Rengar. Rengar and his companions are in search of an archaic. This archaic is key to finding out the weaknesses of Delnak the Outcast and to find out what he's up to. Arden trusts nobody else with these devices except for his sons. But I trust my device to mine. And I want you to go with them and make sure this magnetometer gets to Braxton's hands. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best as long as I don't have to fight demons again. You may. Uh-oh. He looks towards you and he says, This map and the octant it was given to us as a gift from Dean Hanari in return. For the efforts of the warriors you now travel with, you are in good company. They defeated a vile evil. You're safe with them. Okay. Just nod my head. This magnetometer will be ready tomorrow. I believe the other items are going to be given to Halrod. Keep safe. But Arden trusts him too. You need your rest. I'll finish this tonight and show you how it works in the morning. All right. Yeah. I'm proud of you, boy. He says to you as you walk down into the um, the room below. Is there anything that Key, Felix, Alrod would like to do on their return? I want to go find Arden immediately. Um, I'll let Key go see Arden. I'll um, stay with. Yeah, I got something I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Key, you go off towards Arden. Halrod, you go off to do your own business, but you feel a paw on your shoulder and you look around and see Felix looking at you intently. At that, cut to Key in Arden's office. And you see him sitting there towards you as you enter, opening the two double doors to his office. Take a seat, Key. Seems all of our favourite conversations happen in this room. They sure do. From what Felix was telling me, I'm supposed to be surprised to see you boys alive. Well, it was a pretty good, pretty good fight. To be fair, I... It was a pretty impressive warrior that called down all of us to fight. It was a, um... Technically four against one. With Zen's help in the in the crowd as well, it's four against one, so very um lopsided fight, but there was still great danger that we wouldn't come back from this. But here we are. What brings you into my presence? One of the pages was a prize at this illegal fight. Mm. We have obtained this page. And I wanted to give it to you. Well, Master Key, you know the seriousness of these pages. Having but one, you would be the target of many. 
especially if lots of people knew that you had it. He takes it. And he says, I'll send this to Siraj to reattach into the tome itself. It is heavily guarded in the Wissonia. They have the correct people to keep this kind of artifact safe, where it cannot fall into the wrong hands. It seems that, willing or not, you are stepping into your role here at the Odyssey Guild. It seems like that. Perhaps I'm finding my my feet. I don't know. I have a lot to learn. Either way, given your new celebrity status around here in the guild and also, it seems, from winning the victory you have tonight, perhaps it would be a good idea to get out of town for a few days. Is this because I've committed crimes or technically what I've done isn't exactly legal? In fact, a lot of us representing the guild, if people found out what we've done isn't strictly legal, is it because of that or for another reason? It is because of that reason. And for self-preservation reasons. For yourself, I mean. I've heard of these freighters pit fights before. They are attended by many. All walks of life through Cadmia. They are not coy in... Delivering their awards. If you find yourself with a knife in your back in an alleyway, you would not be the first to win in the pit and then find yourself at the end of a blade. Perhaps leaving is in your best interest, but even so, I'm sending Halrod tomorrow to Undercliff. He's been, well, he's been requested by group. He needs tough hands at a festival they are running and my son Braxton will be there I want you to deliver the artifacts we have found in order to aid Rengar and his men in finding the archaic these items I want you to deliver are of direct importance to their quest what is it that we're delivering exactly? you're delivering the magnetometer that Zen's father has been working on You're also delivering the map of the Dry Expanse and the Octant, gifted by Dean Hanari, as a result of your efforts in fighting Azulo and uncovering Wainwright's deception. You have played a big hand in the turns of fate, Key, and so has Felix, so has Halrod and the allies here at the Valley and Odyssey Guild, is why I built it in the first place. You say you have no interest in being good, Key. That is what you told me within these four walls the last time we met here. You may not have an interest in being good, but you are being good. You are doing good things. Well, I appreciate that. I see it as self-preservation, but perhaps the results are aligning. Well, that's a matter of perception. So is a matter of good and evil. I think underneath this all, the self-preservation, self-praise, or for the greater good of humanity, I don't care about your motivations, but you get results. And someone so interested in themselves and keeping themselves alive, well, they're usually successful in their mission. If you give them a mission that has good intentions, They'll be successful at that also. When do you want us to leave? Tomorrow morning. I was hoping to see Siraj first. You were wishing... a message to be delivered? I can do that. Just ask her when we can start doing some some training that she said she was going to offer me. That I can do. You need your rest. Rangar is a few days ahead of you. Well, the day ahead of you. He will make it to Undercliff and Braxton is making his way from the south. You'll intercept him at Undercliff. And he will go on alone to find Rengar and his crew. With the items you deliver him. Are there any more questions? No, I have none. 
Thank you, Arden. You go to leave, you grasp the door handle, and you hear a voice that says, Owen Key, is there anything else that you'd like to tell me before you go to bed? And I sort of turn turn to look at him from the door and say, not that I can think of. He gives a nod and he says, a heavy mind is hard to sleep with. My door is always open. He looks at you unblinking as you leave. And you go to take your rest. And we cut to Felix and also Alrod. As Key leaves, you guys are left in the war room of the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild. The smell of mahogany hitting your nose, the fireplace dully lighting the room. I'm concerned. Mm, I'm, uh, I'm pulling off my uh, my new snake scale armor, looking at the damage done from the hunter. Concerned with what? Key. Do tell. Did you notice the hunter pulling his punches? I, uh, I did notice. I noticed a little bit and I didn't want to kill him either. Because I noticed he wasn't aiming to kill us. Well, it's not. It wasn't hard to. Well, no. The, the first indication was when he didn't take you out. That was my first indication too. Everyone else, he was mercilessly slaughtering them against the side of the pit. <laughs> well, me and Kiev had similar training. The fact that I don't think he picked up on it is a bit worrying. You think uh, he's slipping into the darkness a little bit? I I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not going to read into it because he he did get hit with that electric attack right before he went for the killing blow on the hunter. Maybe just maybe he was stunned. But I'm also worried. interactions with uh, Tesla's. Even the one today? At the top of the pit? Yes. What about it? The more they see one another, the more I'm worried. What do you mean the more they see each other? Well, the first time we saw him. Uh Uh-huh. When we were looking for information about the box, yes? Yes. Well, now they're sitting up on a bed, on a podium having a nice chat. Do you know anything else, Felix, that you might be holding back? No, I'm just worried that you shouldn't be talking to him. I agree with you, because Tezanless is not a nice person. Let's not forget he got calm and killed. Yes, and he is very ambitious. I'm worried he's taking the wrong path to accomplish his goals. Mm. So how do you want to proceed? Like I'm I will help in any way I can, but you're you're his best friend, so to speak. We just need to help him. Oh, try to help him. Steer him away from Tazanless. Give him other options. It didn't, didn't the uh, staff mage say that she orders all a favor for bringing the iron box back? Yes. Maybe, um, we, maybe we bring that up with Key. We need to find him ways to achieve his goals without falling into old habits or dark paths. Well, I'm, I'm sure that anything he wants to know or wants to do that the, uh, that Arden here will be able to help or you know, the staff mage owes him a favor because of the iron box. Anyone could help him. We just need to make sure he sees that. Hmm. So you think there's something going on between him and Tesnalus? I have my suspicions. Maybe we just outright bring it up. Soon. And, um, see how he responds. Could be there. Best option. Mm, could be the kick in the jacksie that he needs. I'm just worried, is all. And at that, you both make your way up to your sleeping quarters, find a night of rest. Later on in the evening, 
you hear the door open as Key enters for a rest after a speak and talk with Arden. That does it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Tune in next time to catch up with our heroes. And make sure you're also following our socials at Instagram so you can keep up with all the show announcements, artwork, episodes, and giveaways. We can't wait to hear from you. And remember, share this podcast to anyone who can't get enough of good stories, geeks out over narrative roleplay, and loves D&D. We'll see you next time.